From Commando.com, welcome to the Tech Refresh Podcast, where we scour the internet to feature just the right digital news, gadgets, and stories to keep you up to date. Our promise is you give us about 30 minutes, we'll make sure you're in the know and the go-to digital source for your friends and family. After an exhaustive nationwide search to find just the right digitally savvy host, well, they finally gave up and you got me. I'm Mike James, along with our distinguished panel of experts, the Commando Content Queen is Allie Seligman. Welcome, Allie. Hello, hello. And News Director for Commando.com, Ben Bradley. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks, Mike. All right. So we've got a billion things to get to, starting with the news in just a moment. Later on, the scam of the week, we're going to talk about the COVID-19 vaccine scams. Also, in a few minutes, our quick trip about uh, keyboard shortcuts. I bet you didn't know. And also a deep dive topic today with Allie on the Internet of Things. What kind of devices do you have in your home and what do you need to look out for and how can you shut them down? All right. First, we're going to start with the news. Here's Allie on a Facebook. Wait a minute. Stop. Stop the music right here. <laughs> Facebook conspiracy theories. Oh, oh, really? oh my gosh. Who knew? <laughs> oh, right? no. Yeah. Right. You know, on commando.com, these things come up all the time, right? You see these crazy conspiracy theories, and I, for one, and I know Ben's the same, we don't love to cover them on the site very often, just because it kind of feels like fanning the flames, um, giving more credence to these things. Every now and again, we do. Uh, Kim did a column a few months ago about the 5G myths, and over in the UK, you had people actually setting 5G towers on fire. Over the the whole COVID spreading 5G towers, they were even assaulting employees of those companies. Yeah, so sometimes it does rise to the level where it's like, okay, we're going to address this. So Kim saw a post on Facebook this week that she shared with us, and we had to put it up on the site because, honestly, it was just too crazy not to. We actually called it the biggest whack job post on Facebook that I've ever seen. So... (laughs) A guy claimed that COVID tests contain a little holographic optical chip that is used for, wait for it, mind control. And of course, he has the proof. He said he went in for a COVID test. He grabbed the swab. He ran away with it. He went home to to run a PIXE scan on it. That is particle-induced x-ray emission. Uh, Okay, yeah, I I guess I'll, I'll believe that he... What, has one of those at home? Come on, who doesn't? That's how (laughs) I run all my conspiracy theory analysis. Yeah, right in your basement. (laughs) So he says the chip contains uh, technetium, which is a real chemical element, yes, uh, that can essentially control your mind and manipulate your DNA. One of the best parts, uh, one of the comments said, wow, I knew it. (laughs) <laughs> it happens all the time. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, of course, if you search for the image he used, if you do a reverse image search, it's from a Gizmodo article from 2018 about a particle accelerator. Uh, someone pointed that out on Twitter and he called them a shill. A shill for what? I wonder. Rational people. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Maybe so. Well, we're going to round up some of our favorite, favorite, best. I don't even know the word for it. Um, some of the craziest conspiracy theories out there. So if you've got a good one, by all means, send it our way. Uh, the easiest way, um, email us at tips, T-I-P-S, at commando.com, and maybe we'll include it in our roundup. Right on. Right. Moving on from not real to real expensive. <laughs> you know, Apple has been on a tear the second half of this year with new tech. Uh, in September, you had the new line of Apple Watches and iPads, and in October, you had the new iPhone. Last month, new MacBooks with new chips. Well, this week, there was one more 
one more thing. And Apple unveiled finally its long-anticipated over-the-ear headphones, the AirPods Max. Let's just pause and pour one out for Beats, which we're definitely not going to see Beats in the <laughs> Apple Store anymore. <laughs> yeah, and if you see the design, these are unmistakably made by Apple. And they've got features you'll find on the AirPods Pro, you know, noise cancellation, transparency mode, spatial audio, all that. But these AirPods Max have a special H1 chip in each ear cup to power the, quote, computational audio that wirelessly delivers the ultimate personal listening experience. Ooh, yes. wow. This sounds expensive. Well, they come yeah, in, right. hey, Everything you know, it comes in fun colors. So, yeah, those don't pay for themselves. <laughs> and, you know, it's got like a 20-hour battery life, too. You can pre-order it now, and they ship next Tuesday the 15th. But wouldn't you know it, incredible high-fidelity audio doesn't come cheap. Mike, guess, how much are they? 250 bucks. Oh. That's the price of the AirPods Pro, the top-of-the-line in-the-ear ones. The AirPods Max, you can buy a couple AirPods Pro and then some. $550. Oh, man. That's more than an iPhone SE. You can get a computer for that. Maybe not a car. Yeah, they've uh, out Appled themselves with, yeah. with the prices on that. It's so I don't know. Uh, they also announced that uh, the fitness subscription they've got with the you know the trainers on video, all this stuff, that's coming out next week too, Monday the fourteenth, which uh, ten bucks a month or eighty a year. That's not bad. That's actually not bad. Yeah, I know Kim has the Peloton. I I think her the Peloton service is like fourteen dollars a month or something like that. So. Yeah, that really is affordable, which is, yeah, reasonable and Apple usually aren't words that go together, huh? I like (laughs) to give uh, Android equal time. So you're talking about the new AirBuds. I went in and looked at Samsung is uh, coming out with their Galaxy Buds. I wonder where they got that name. I don't know. Anyway, uh, the problem is, is actually Samsung is coming out with a new phone as well. The problem is these AirBuds and the new phone aren't even going to be delivered till like mid-January. So well after Christmas, it seems like they're uh, a little bit behind the game this year well, I, again. I hear they're, uh, they're not going to make the notes anymore, Samsung. So they're going to start pouring all of that into more foldable phones. Well, it looks they're trying to keep up with Apple. I mean, it's it's kind of like they're neck and neck. Uh, I think they came out with a new phone a while back and had some things that the Apple 12 finally came out with uh, a little bit later. But uh, Allie, Google's look to speak. What is that? This is awesome. So last week we talked about that runner who um, he was blind and ran the first 5K without a human or a dog companion. He did it with an app. So this is more really cool accessibility news. Look to speak uh, can help people with motor or speech impairments communicate. Essentially, they use their eyes to work the app. You look left or right, and you pick between phrases, and then the app reads the phrases out loud. So if you're not able to speak, you can let your eyes do it for you. It's a really, really cool thing. It uses the front-facing camera to see where the user's eyes go. Um, And each time you look to the side, it narrows down the phrases until you choose the one you want. Uh, You can look up to cancel it or to pause it, you know, say you don't want to be in the app anymore. You just need a break. Um, so you can do that. It's, I think this is so cool. Um, it's, it's really awesome to see tech that can help people do things that they otherwise couldn't. And you're going to see so much more of that. So everything you see now, whether it's a phone or a computer, so much of it is going to like gesture based, whether it's, you know, a lot of times it's hand movements and things like that. But I mean, some of this newer, you know, whether it's an app or anything else, 
that you can do this with your eyes. That's just, I imagine there's going to be some growing pains with that first, you know, getting it to work right to send the right message and all that. But I mean, once that's, that's awesome. Well, from the outside looking in again, I mean, we all have sight and we take it for granted and we all take a look at these apps and they're pretty cool. But from the inside looking out, think about how this would change people's lives. I mean, if you're blind, you know, in an accident or whatever it was, and this kind of thing comes along and you can start reading signs in front of you. That's just amazing, amazing and awesome technology to uh, to help disabled in multiple ways. Yeah. Right now, this is available on Android devices that run 9.0 or higher or that run Android 1. Um, like Ben said, I imagine this is uh, – really the beginning of something of of something big um and it's also nice to see tech companies doing something that isn't just give me more data give me more money um this is an actual you know useful good thing for the world so i love to see that all right coming up the scam of the week ben's going to take a look at covid19 vaccine scams also we've got a quick tip just ahead keyboard shortcuts uh how you can cut some time off your work or at least uh, off the off the keyboard. Uh, later on, Amazon driver saves a person from a fire. And this week's deep dive is into the Internet of Things devices. How many do you have at your house? Do you have a, a an Echo or Alexa or a smart TV or smart lights? What do you need to worry about that kind of stuff? And how can what can you do to make sure it doesn't cause problems? Also, brand new, not true is next on the Tech Refresh podcast from Commander.com. We're back on the Tech Refresh podcast from Commander.com. And later on, we're going to tell you about uh, an amazing Amazon driver that saved a person from a fire. Always nice to get those feel-good stories. Before we get to brand new or not true, we have a quick tip for you about keyboard shortcuts. I only know by one or two. Allie, go ahead. (laughs) I think sometimes we all have these little tricks we use and we might not realize other people don't know these. And so I picked out a couple that I use and one that I'm going to start using. Um, Shrinking and enlarging text. This is one that I use all the time. Um, super easy. Just hold down control and then the plus or minus and you can make text bigger or smaller. So if you're on a website, maybe that has tiny text or it's too big, you just don't like it. Um, you can also do this with your mouse. If you hold down control and you scroll, the text will become bigger or smaller, which is pretty cool. This is one. Uh, I don't know how I didn't know this. I'm kind of, I don't know, maybe a little embarrassed. Um, you can hide all the windows that are up on your computer by hitting the Windows key and D on Windows, or just press F11 on Macs. Everything hides, and then to bring it back up, you can just press it again. So maybe you have way too many things open. You need to kind of restart yourself, but you don't want to close all your tabs. Or maybe somebody walks in, and you're Christmas shopping, and you want to hide what you're doing. Um, Just hit Windows D or F11. And then the last one, this is good, kind of the same thing. If you really quickly want to lock your computer, just hit Windows L. And it locks your computer. Don't even have to click anything. I love it. I love that. I was so. I thought I was so advanced. Well, now I, I gonna, I'm going to use at least one of those. The one about the uh, font getting it bigger. So I'm going to try. Yeah, that. you've got the basics down. Now it's time to add a new one. You know, that's how I think of keyboard shortcuts. Once you've you've really got a few down, just add one more to your repertoire. All right. 
And it's time now for America's newest national game show sensation where you can play and guess, is it brand new or not true? Every week, there's literally thousands of new product sites and apps and services that are announced in the technology world. Some are destined for greatness. Others, well, not so much. Oftentimes, the product sounds so crazy, outlandish, and just ridiculous. You sit back and think, what were they thinking? So when playing brand new or not true, we're going to present you, the home listener, with Three products, sites, or ideas. And it's up to you to decide which of the two, uh, which two of the three are fake and one is going to be real. So through the process of elimination, Allie and I plan this week and Ben's got the products. It is time for product number one. Go ahead, Ben. Digital frames. You know what? A thing of the past because who wouldn't want a holographic 3D screen sitting on your desk instead? That's what's promised by the Looking Glass Factory in their brand new gadget called Portrait. A 60 frame per second full color holographic display with an 8 inch screen. You can view 3D objects including people from multiple angles. It can store up to a thousand images, but you don't even have to limit it to only being a picture frame. Connect it to a computer for even more features for artists and developers. So you can get your first personal holographic display, the Looking Glass Portrait, for $350. This is all of your Star Trek Ed? dreams come true. Vital to the survival of the rebellion. Oh, the no, we're not even 10 minutes in with the Star Trek reference. We well, must see this droid safely delivered to him. A little alone. over 10 minutes in, but still, this a new record for Star Trek reference. Help Congratulations. You're my only hope. Oh, yes. <laughs> Love me some Star Trek. <laughs> What's our next product? Okay, product two. So, night vision. You know, it's been around for years. It's never been small. You either have to carry it around like binoculars or put a sophisticated strap with goggles on top of your head. Well, not with the all-new Night Eyes Frames LE. Like the, the bigger counterparts, these are eyeglasses that take... You know, light that's invisible to the naked eye and amplify it. It's possible through the same methods companies like Google and uh, Snap have used to create glasses with AR and other tech. Now, these aren't expected to catch on with everybody and will be more marketed towards the military and hunting enthusiasts. Uh, the Night Eyes Frames LE only come in one style, uh, but they include temple attachments for three different sizes. Now, night vision, not cheap. These are eight ninety nine. Whoa. What do they look like? I'd like big old Ray-Bans. I think it's like the, you know, standard like black Ray-Ban frames, but a little thicker. You still got tech inside them, so you're going to notice they're not just regular, you know, frames anyway, but they're a lot smaller than anything out there right now. Night eyes for about $900. Got it. Product three. All right. Think about everything in your kitchen that's been made smart. You've got smart ranges with Wi-Fi, internet-connected coffee makers, and refrigerators with smart displays. <laughs> well, it was only a matter of time before the can opener was brought into the Internet of Things age. The Hamilton Beach SmartSense can opener has a barcode scanner that not only lists ingredients inside a can, it also ties that data into com- compatible health and diet apps on your phone, like Apple's Health Kit. That way you can track what you eat and even create meal plans for each day of the week. Now, COVID kept the SmartSense can opener from debuting in November when it was supposed to, but now it's set to release around mid-February for $119. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we have the uh, can opener, can sense for how how much? $119? The other product is a 3D looking glass uh, called Portrait, and it's $350. 
And then uh, the Night Eyes frames for eight hundred and ninety nine dollars. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a wing here. I'm gonna say, Allie, you go first because oh, I'm yeah. interested in what your ideas are. I bet you are. Okay. One real product and two fake products. Yes. Go ahead. All right. The Looking Glass. I have to think if the Looking Glass was real, I would have heard of it. I am on the internet enough um, that I would have heard about the the Looking Glass. It sounds awesome. I would like one, but I don't think the looking glass is real. So I'm torn between the next two. The night vision frames makes a lot of sense to me that that would be a product. Um, I think the price seems reasonable. I'm obviously very expensive, but makes sense for something like that. The can opener. I think that's all super possible. I think it's dumb, but I think it's possible. Um, there are kitchen scales that do similar things. You can put food on it and it can, um, whether you tell it or it detects what food it is, uh, scan a barcode. <sighs> I am going to say the can opener is the real product. Okay, so you say the can opener is the real product. I agree. The looking glass, uh, I'm sorry, Star Wars, but I don't think we're ready for that quite yet, <laughs> Princess Leia. But thank you anyway. <laughs> Uh, Night Eyes Frames. You know what? I'm going to go the can opener just uh, for $119. Who would pay $119 for a can opener? It's just the price seems like outlandish. And, you know, the connected can opener doesn't sound like just a great idea. I don't think we really, I don't think a lot of people would really need that. So I'm going to go to the Night Eyes Frames for the same. Uh, the price is a lot, $899, but that kind of technology just may have become available in the last year, couple of years. And so I'm going to go with the Night Eyes Frames for $899. All right, Ben, who's right? Okay, both of you have your final answer? Yes. Yep. Okay. Can opener. Fake. Oh, dang it. <laughs> okay. The Night Vision Night Eyes Frames LE. Fake. What? Oh, what? we lost again. I lost both. Two Are out of three. Kidding? The Looking Glass portrait for Princess Leia yeah. is. Well, we should have just guessed that. You're such a Star Wars <laughs> fan. You're probably. Is that on order already? Actually, it's coming out of Kickstarter. So if you back it, I think you still have time to get it for $250. it will retail for $350 as soon as it's like oh, wow. out of that. But they're about to. Uh, they ship it like the beginning of next year. Oh, my gosh. And how big is the display? Eight I mean, inch. Eight inches. Uh, okay. Mm. And so are you going to get one? Are you going to display your family pictures? <laughs> I wasn't going to before, but I'm really thinking about it now. He's just riding high <laughs> off this win. He's got to give himself a gift for it. That's awesome. <laughs> wow, and I'm like that. 0 for 2 in the last two weeks. Terrible. <laughs> that is it for this week's edition of Brand New or Not True. And thanks to our distinguished panelists, Ben and Allie. And uh, just ahead, we're going to take a look at IOT devices. I'm sure you have some around your house. Alexa, smart lights, smart TVs, smart refrigerators. Smart can openers. Smart can openers. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a look and see what you should be worried about and how you can lock them down so you don't need to be wor- worried. And later on, Ben's going to talk about an Amazon driver that saved a person from a fire. And that's just ahead on Tech Refresh from Commander.com.
Welcome back to Tech Refresh from Commander.com. Every week we give you the inside scoop on what's going on in tech so you're in the know and the source for tech information for your friends and family. Every week about this time we take an in-depth look into issues that affect the technology lifestyle. And this week everybody's got them. You've got an Internet of Things device at the house. Allie, explain what those are and a little bit about what's going on. Yeah, basically think about anything in your house that's connected to the internet. We all have lots of them. Ben and I were talking about them before and, you know, things that we just don't even think about. Basically, it comes down to if it connects to the internet, somebody can hack it. Uh, Researchers just identified devices from 150 different Internet of Things manufacturers that can be exploited. It's a problem with the software. There's a vulnerability that is used by millions of these connected devices. So things like thermostats, smart plugs, printers, routers, again, really anything that connects. Like like my whole house. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. What do you have, like about 92 things connected to your router? <laughs> it varies, usually between 80 and 90. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> So I saw this news and I thought, all right, what does this actually mean for regular people? I went and talked to John, our super smart IT guy, to get his take. I like to get different opinions on this. So I said, you know, does it really matter for people, just regular people with smart plugs and smart whatever in their house? What do we need to do? What does it mean? And mainly it comes down to making sure that the devices you have still get updates. So if you're using really old devices that don't get security patches and updates anymore, you're really inviting in more risk. So it's worth checking if you've got some old stuff that just, you know, isn't going to get updates anymore. Another thing, John says, this is great advice, your Internet of Things devices should all be on their own separate network and not the normal network that you use um, for, you know, being on the web or, you know, just being on the Internet. That way, if somebody breaks in through one of those devices, they aren't getting the keys to the entire castle. And then I thought this was really interesting. He was talking about... You know, he said we would never use smart plugs or things like network thermostats in the office because businesses are such a bigger target and you have so much more to lose if you're a business. So good note, if you own your own business, if you work at a small business, pretty tempting to get some of the smart stuff, but reserve it for your house. I think that's a, a good way to go. So what about you guys? What what smart stuff do you have at home? Mike, you want to start that one up? Well, uh, sure. I I, uh, I have my thermostat. I kind of forgot about that one. I have smart lights. I have Alexa. And I think that's about it so far. What thermostat do you have? The Nest. Yeah. And I do like it. I mean, it's really nice to come home and tell Alexa to turn up the heat or turn it off yeah. or whatever it is. Um, but that's about it. You know, I'm not, I'd like to have a smart TV, but until my TV dies, I refuse to buy another one. I'm that cheap. Ben, what's your favorite Internet of Things device? Oh, man. But, you know, you can't just pick one. I've, I've got quite a few Echoes, uh, uh-huh. the speakers and the displays. I've got a few Google devices and like cameras and the, the doorbell, and they work together okay. I mean, you still run into that problem, the, the platform issues, but I've got smart plugs and smart switches. I mean, I've my Christmas village is connected through a smart plug, so it just comes – that's – don't laugh. Anyway, but, you know. We should tell if, – if, if people haven't seen or heard about the Christmas village, tell us a little bit about the Christmas village, which is so cool. It, you know, it's just – I've been adding to it for a few years. I've always liked it. My wife and my kids have always liked it, so just you add a few more buildings and – you know, so now I've got all these buildings with lights, some flash, some that make you know music and everything. And so, yeah, I've just got a, a smart plug set up in the front room. So it's set to come on 
at the same time every day and then it switches off, you know, 11 o'clock at night and repeats. So it works on Christmas so trees. Yeah, very festive too. But beyond that, you know, I've got the MyQ for the garage door. I've got a smart sprinkler system, a uh, few switches, uh, you know, actual light switches in the walls that like connect to the uh, the carriage lights on my garage. So they'll come on at sunset and so on. So you were saying, Ben, the, um, the smart sprinkler system, it waters when it needs to, right? It's not just on a schedule. Yes. You can have it on a schedule or you can let it override itself. So it's it's connected to the Internet, so it's always looking at the Internet data for uh, weather in your area, for temperature, uh, rainfall, measured rainfall nearby. So And it'll skip waterings if it's you know not needed. That's awesome. When it rains once a year in Phoenix, <laughs> exactly. it'll skip the water. Yeah. <laughs> Point is, it's always going, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny, Mike. You said um, that you forgot about your thermostat. I think a lot of these things, we just kind of forget about them, right? Because – we might use them all the time, but you don't think about, oh, hey, that's connected to the Internet. That's uh, theoretically a place for someone to get into my network. Yeah, but if it's doing what it's supposed to do, if it works correctly, it's easy to forget about because you don't you – know, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So it's the Tech Refresh podcast, and one of the biggest things folks are interested in is, is scams. And every week about this time, we give you kind of the latest scam going on, of course – COVID-19 is going on. Anytime there's a big story about anything, believe it or not, these guys will try to take advantage of it. Uh, what about these vaccine scams? Yeah, since, like you said, since the pandemic began, you know, there's been no shortage of scams dealing with COVID-19. You know, tests, treatments, work from home, job opportunities, you know, you name it. Well, now we have actual vaccines set to make their, you know, their way to the U.S. pending government approval. And when you know it, Scams dealing with those are starting to ramp up. So you've got some of these scammers trying to sell you fake vaccines or fake cures, even with the same names as the actual vaccines. Others are just you know trying to score your sensitive info, your account logins, passwords, and these might show up as emails, or they may even call you pretending to be a government official. Well, we've got all the info about the increase in the coronavirus-related scams at commando.com, but bottom line, it doesn't matter if it's a COVID scam or one about student loans or the IRS. You know, always look for the signs. If it looks too good to be true, well, you know how it goes. Don't click links and unsolicited messages and emails. When a, and, you know, back to COVID, when a vaccine really is available as arrived, check with your own doctor or your local health department for, you know, for the real information and updates on that. This is, I can just see this one being really sad. And I think this is especially important to share with, you know, if you have older people in your family, those, those are the people that scammers are really going after with stuff like this too. So definitely share that, that, Hey, there are going to be people trying to fool you. Be really careful. Yep. Make sure that they know email and uh, phone scams are probably the two biggest ones. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you'll also watch out for text messages too. So, you, you know, it's the same way. They'll come in like delivery scams, everything else. You can get them that way, too. All right. Just ahead, an Amazon driver saves a person from a fire. What happened? We'll tell you next on Tech Refresh from Commander.com. It's Tech Refresh from Commander.com. Interesting thing happened uh, the other day with an Amazon driver. Tell us about it. You're probably seeing more Amazon delivery vans than usual because, you know, tis the season. Well, for one driver, it was the right place at the right time to save the day uh, in a Florida town. A 23-year-old guy named Sean Campbell was dropping off packages, and down the street he heard a woman screaming for help. So he, he just straight up dropped the packages and ran that direction. 
house was on fire. It was getting bigger. A neighbor had already helped a woman escape, but an elderly man was still inside. So this guy, this delivery driver, ran through the front door, find the man standing in the kitchen with his walker. Uh, Sean told a TV station that interviewed him, you know, the man didn't seem to know what was happening. So he helped him out of the house before the fire spread. You know, lots of damage to the house. I don't know if it's total loss or what, but that's not even the most important part. Nobody was hurt. So this guy, yeah, is he's a hero. Yeah, that's awesome. I saw a really nice um, an interview with the son of the, the couple whose house it was. He wasn't there at the time, but he came back and said, you know, we're so lucky not only that this guy was there, but that he was brave enough to run in and save my dad. Like what a beautiful thing. Great story. All right. So I'd never told you guys about my story uh, kind of like that, I guess, I think. So it's about 2010. And it's a Saturday morning, and I'm on my way to work for Kim Commando. And we used to do the show live in Central Phoenix off of 24th Street and Thomas. And I used to live in Mesa. And uh, so when we were doing the show live, I had to get up at like 5 o'clock, 5.30 to get to the studios by uh, 6, 6.30 usually. And then the show in the uh, – I think it was the wintertime would start at 7 o'clock in the morning or 7.06. So uh, I get up, running behind schedule, and here in Arizona, we have these big canals in uh, in Phoenix, and there was a bridge over this canal, and I'm driving that way, and I see this lady waving her arms like, you know, help. Oh, my gosh. And I'm thinking, okay, well, this can't be good. I thought maybe she saw a body in the water or something. So I jumped out of the car, and she ran toward me, and she says, there's a lady in the water. And I thought, oh, What? And she's like, yeah, she ran into the water. And I thought she just ran into the water. So, okay, so I looked on the other side of the bridge and saw this lady bobbing down, took off my shirt because I used to be a fireman. I know you can't get in there in your clothes because they'll just they'll, – they'll hold you back. So I had my underwear yeah. on, jumped in, slithered in more like it, <laughs> and grabbed the lady and it was really these. They had these big like sides, and it was really hard to get her out. So to push her out, she was older. She was in her nineties, and then only then, after we got her out, did I realize that she was looking. She was looking for her doctor's place or something, and backed in for her car into the canal. So then I looked down and I see her <gasps> car on the other side of the canal. But anyway, oh she was in shock. And some lady pulled over. I thought I was a, a sexual pervert or something. I was standing there in my oh, underwear. No. <laughs> but then, you know, now I'm even a little bit later for work. So uh, I jumped back in my car, went to work, sat down, and I still had like wet pants and everything. And we yeah. started the show. And Kim was nice oh, enough to tell to uh, allow me to tell that story on the air. But yeah, crazy, yeah. right? You just never know. Wow. All right. Thanks for listening to the Tech Refresh podcast heard exclusively on a Tech You Should Know podcast from Commando.com. If you haven't already, make sure you click the subscribe button so you get this podcast delivered automatically every Friday with Tech You Should Know. And that also gets you the special feature this week, which is about music as a therapy 
And that's, again, on Tech You Should Know. Find that podcast by just going to uh, your favorite podcast player. Look up K-O-M-A-N-D-O. We're also streaming on commando.com. If you'd like to comment about the podcast, good or bad, mostly good, send us an email at podcasts at commando.com. Again, podcasts at commando.com. On behalf of Ben and Allie, I'm Mike. We'll see you next time. And for the latest digital news and articles anytime, go to commando.com with a K. That's K-O-M-A-N-D-O.